Hi everyone, we're back once again with another episode, only this time it's a bonus episode. So, about six months ago, I had an idea where I wanted to do a little meditation of sorts. And so I did a rough recording of it. I sent it off to Samuel Techley, who also goes by the name of Sam Boyger. And he made my rough recording into something beautiful. And I've been sitting on it for a while. I'm not sure why it's taken me so long to release it. But here it is. Enjoy. And also, make sure you listen to more of Sam Boyger's stuff. Picture the scene. It's just over a year ago, and my oldest child, who at the time is almost two years old, is at home napping. I have some extra time on my hands, so I decide to go and buy her some coloured chalk. At the time, my wife and I, and our one child, we live in an apartment complex, and one of her favourite activities is strolling around said complex, leaving her many kaleidoscopic marks on the black asphalt, the grey pavements, and perhaps on our neighbours' garages. As much as she enjoyed leaving her many and various marks, I also enjoyed trailing behind her as she did so. Sometimes she was in her PJs, sometimes she was in the outfit her mother had lovingly picked out for her, and sometimes she was dressed in a diaper. More often than not, she was barefoot. One thing you must understand about my oldest daughter is that she has this wonderful trait wherein she takes her desires very seriously. While it can be difficult to get her to do that which she does not want to do, it's also one of her most endearing features, such as when she'll go into great detail about why she must wear her mermaid underwear and not her flowery underwear. It was with this very same sense of determination that she would impose her artistic will on our apartment complex. With a chalk bucket in one hand, she would come to a particular surface and stop. Will this spot be marked with blue chalk? Orange chalk? Or red chalk? Then, with a sudden sense of urgency, the blue chalk would be held aloft only for a second before being brought down onto the pavement. And after a few frantic swipes, she would move on looking for the next bit of blank canvas upon which she could impose her artistic will. Unfortunately for my daughter, her zealous artistry had left her chalkless. And there was no greater reminder of this than her empty chalk bucket lying on the floor of our apartment. But here I come, with a napping daughter, and some extra time on my hands. With all the options laid out before me, I could sleep, I could study, I could read, I could watch some TV. The only thing I wanted to do was get my daughter some more chalk. So off I went to the dollar store. As I picked out the chalk and made my way to the front in order that I might pay, all I could think about was how excited I was for my daughter to wake up to fresh chalk. Fresh chalk with which she might once again go about our complex and bringing colour to the drabness. And then it hit me, like a shotgun blast reverberating in my mind. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask it? In that moment I knew there was a lesson waiting for me, one that I should pay attention to. A lesson 
about the nature of God as a father. My own daughter hadn't asked me for chalk, and I knew for a fact she wasn't going to thank me when she woke up. But my heart was turned towards her in such a way that I was moved to bring her a gift that she would cherish. If I, being evil, have turned my heart towards my daughter in this way, what about my heavenly father? We live in an environment that places a huge emphasis on the potential exploits of believers in the world, good stewardship in order that we will be entrusted with more, and of course, we are to change the world. These are all good things. But right now, I want to strike out against the tendencies that these ideals can create in us. Tendencies that tell us we are never achieving enough, praying enough, reading our Bible enough, or doing enough in general. I am a flawed and imperfect father. Yet few things thrill me more than my children coming to me and inserting themselves into my personal space, be it for a hug, just to sit in my lap, or whatever else it is my children may require. Even if it's just for 10 seconds, my heart is thrilled. As a father, I am extraordinarily pleased by my children. If I, a flawed and imperfect father, can take such delight in the simplicity of proximity, what about my heavenly father? Could it be that the voice inside my head that tries to convince me I'm not doing enough is my own and not that of my heavenly father? It seems to me that one of the things Jesus did while he was on the earth that caused the most offence was to relate to the almighty creator of everything in the same way that a son would relate to a father. Indeed, when asked how to pray by his disciples, the first line of the great apostolic prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer is simply our Father. The thing that caused so much offence in the life and ministry of Jesus is the very same thing we are being invited into, to experience God as Father. All the traits of an ideal earthly father pale in comparison to the love, tenderness and kindness of the Heavenly Father. Indeed, which of us when thinking of a good father would envision the perennially disappointed taskmaster we make the Lord our God out to be? What if, rather than trying so hard to please God, we chose simply to be with God, as my toddlers do with their doting dad? What if the reason the world around us seems to be in such disarray is not because we aren't trying hard enough as believers, but because we aren't allowing ourselves to rest our head on the breast of our beloved, and in so doing be transformed into his very likeness? My prayer for you, dear listener, is you contemplate the nature of our good and great Father, is that you would cast aside all ideas of how disappointing you are, that you would leave all notions of your inferiority behind, that you would instead choose to simply be in the presence of your God, in the presence of your Father, the one who loves you more than anything else in all of existence. Receive the love that he has for you and stop trying so hard to please the one who is already deeply in love with you.